The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. Travis, you ready? Yes. Oh, that was quite delayed. Uh, Tom, are you? Oh. um, Where's Tom? Tom. Tom. I... Well, Part of me wants to hit the soundboard, but I'm not going to do that to him. Uh, so, hello, listeners. I'm sorry to say that tonight is tonight's going to be different. Tonight's going to be uh, it's going to be different. Um, unfortunately, um, you know the core, the key, the 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 cornerstone of this podcast, um, the biggest leg of the three legged stool, Tom Graf, is not is not here. He's not here tonight. Um, I, I, Travis, how you doing, man? Are you, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sad to be honest yeah. with you because I really enjoy just seeing Tom sit there and we just interrupt <laughs> him the whole time. Who we, yeah. Who are we going to cut off? I mean, no, I, uh, once, you know, once again, to quote my brother, you know, when Tom says something, it, it has value. And unfortunately Tom won't have anything to say tonight. And it's not, I mean, he, he could have something to say. He just isn't going to be here to say it. And, and, uh, the long the reason the reason is um he won he decided to play in a pinball tournament instead to win some money um and he's preparing for what world the yeah world apparently champion. he has yeah. this world championship thing is something like that next month to play mm-hmm. in down in florida mm-hmm. yeah no big deal you know? yeah and and so part of you is probably going like well why didn't you just reschedule you know and believe it or not there's three of us there's three of us that do this and we all have you know, families and schedules. Uh, both Travis and Tom, they play tournaments every Tuesday night. I stream every Wednesday night. Uh, Tom's modeling gigs. I mean, geez, constant. Uh, and what we had realized was we did a pre TPF show and we are right on the cusp, probably to be honest, outside of the comfortable zone of still talking about TPF, <laughs> but we felt the need to still have a follow-up podcast on TPF. So we're trying to squeeze it in um and yeah just busy 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 but um another huge reason we we haven't recorded yet is is entirely travis's fault um and well maybe not entirely i so first off travis i i feel like i need to apologize i feel like i need to apologize because i think what i think that i made fun of your state of oklahoma so much that you felt the need to move out of it I, I'm, I'm sorry I if I kicked did that out. To you. That's that's you what got, it was. Yeah, <laughs> I kicked out of the state of Oklahoma. So, Travis, you are no longer an Oklahoma resident. Is that correct? That is correct. As of two weeks ago, I believe. Two weeks ago. So, yes, all these you know, all these potential opportunities that we had to record a podcast after TPF. Uh, no, Travis decided to uh, throw his entire family into a moving truck and drive them pretty far. Pretty far. Yeah. Where? Yeah, it's like seven, eight hours away. So yeah, yeah I'm up in the uh, St. Louis area now in Missouri. So you, yeah, so you, the whole family, you're now in Missouri. Um, why? Why are you just looking for a better life? You know, out of Oklahoma. <laughs> is that, is that, yeah, working your way up north, you know, maybe you'll end up uh, in Indiana one day or uh, up near Tom or or what's, what's yes, your, yeah. Somewhere up. So it's funny because people started realizing what was happening and word started getting out that I had taken a job in the pinball industry 
And I swear I've gotten at least a dozen messages asking me if I'm designing or coding games now. And I'm like, no, that's, <laughs> that's nowhere near. It would require what's going skill. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's above my pay grade. But mm. no, what I'm doing is, is I got a job with the pinball company as basically their marketing officer. So I'll be doing content uh, and all kinds of other stuff, basically, that I can't really reveal yet. But yeah. there'll be a lot more stuff coming along. So basically stuff that's within my expertise per se, which is a pretty small list, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so your resume, I mean, typically when you fill out a resume, you shoot for one page, right? And, um, you just used smaller paper, right. To just get that thing filled out. Well, is yeah, that... I just, I sent in just one, one sentence. One you know, sentence. I just, yeah. I just said, my name is Travis and yeah. dot and yeah, it just worked, you know, yeah, it worked. They were, they were yeah. desperate. So no. So, um, just to clarify the company's name is in, this is the name, the pinball company, right? which, so, and I got to give them props. So initially you said that you're like, yeah, I got hired by the pinball company and we're like, really who, you know? And it's no, the pinball company, like it's a silly, I, I don't want to go down that, you know, that sketch or whatever, but it's well, like, no, it, it's funny because yeah. nobody, it, it's so funny because nobody in pinball actually really knows about it. Like yeah. I, I would say eight times out of 10, most people just have a blank look on their face, but yet because of the name, it's just like, they're just well known nationwide from anybody that's looking up pinball so i mean it's well, yeah it's insane it kind of followed the same trajectory as i did with the uh, podcast a pinball podcast so yeah and i, I mean you know at, two peas in a pod i suppose at first i thought you were just incredibly uncreative you know when you made your podcast <laughs> name of a pinball podcast but you realize if somebody goes and they pulls out you know pull out their phone and they get on apple Podcasts and they search pinball podcast what's the first thing that pops up your stupid face. So. Yeah, it, it, it would shock people the amount of listens that that thing gets. It's I, I think I've shown it to you before, Joel. It's yeah. just yeah, it's it's hilarious. All because of uh, branding, not yeah. because of talent. And, and that's so for sure. that's why if you Google pinball company, bam, pinball company top. I mean, it's I got to give them props. So so yes, uh, Travis has a new job. Travis has a new job. But I do want to say up. before before we go ahead, I do want to say that it. It is going to prevent me from doing my YouTube channel, Marv Loco, from the ways that I've been able to do it before. So I do want to take a second and thank Zach from Flipping Out Pinball because he took a chance on me about a year and a half ago now, it seems like, maybe even close to two years ago, when I started the YouTube channel during the uh, pandemic. And, you know, we we hit off a friendship from there. He sponsored the channel and he's been a solid friend with dealing with any type of content, just talking about pinball, talking about life, whatever it could be. So I definitely want to extend a thank you to him and uh, a thank you to him for having me be on TPN with, uh, with Tom and yourself as well. So I just want to establish that. And um, yeah, so now I think we can start the show now. Can't we, Joel? Uh, I, we already started. We're, oh, we did. We're going. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So cool. uh, just to reiterate, um, uh, first off, you should be thinking Nicole many not not zach i mean really nicole runs the show she does well like, i want to thank know. nicole for keeping my wife occupied at tpf uh, as well yes, so she did those, that well. two are, those two are running around everywhere yeah, she did that like. well uh and then second uh, you are like i i know your list of demands when you're applying for this job was rather short but one of them was uh that you 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 need to be able to continue to do the triple train podcast so correct uh this is not the end if no no, no this is not the end um 
Well, that's exciting. So uh, as some people know, I stream for Flipping Out. I stream Zach uh, lends me games. So I stream for Flipping Out. Now you work for the pinball company. So we just need Tom to step up and, you know, kind of get sponsored by somebody. Uh, I don't know, Cointaker or whoever that he wants. And uh, we could just, you know, get everybody in here. It'll be one big, it'll be a melting pot. It'll be great. <laughs> he's, so, he's still holding off for Stern in that modeling Stern, gig. Yeah, it's just very, yeah, I, 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 I don't know how long he's yeah. going to hold off for that, but he's he's going hard in the paint for that. Yeah, he deserves it. So, so here we are. So yes, we are. I know we're incredibly late, but we wanted to try to get I don't know some thoughts together of of TPF or just what's going on in the last few weeks. Um, and and we felt we could do this without Tom because Tom unfortunately wasn't at TPF. Uh, and and what was really cool though was you know we actually met a lot of people at TPF and people told us, you know, like, I love the podcast or I love the stream, you know, Travis, I love the YouTube channel and people is Tom, you know, is Tom here? Like there was, there was Travis and I didn't spend a ton of time together because he was like playing in a tournament and all that crap. Um, but when we were hanging out, there were people that came up to us and were like, where's Tom? So it's, I don't know. It was very, that was really cool. Um, to yeah, people, People like Tom. People always want to know where Tom is. Uh, I know. It's even when he's not around, he's around. Yeah. He's he's got he's got that presence, yeah. So, but let's go through real quick. So, TPF there's been this has been covered plenty. Um so really my main takeaways from TPF if you go to TPF, it's a party. It's a good time. It's really just to surround yourself with people that love pinball. Um if you love pinball, I would encourage you to go. It was an awesome show. I really, really had a blast uh, being there and meeting people and talking to people. Um, it was awesome. It was awesome. But there were really just a few games that I that were new to me or games that I hadn't spent time on, and I and I just kind of wanted to talk about those. Um, first off, um, Chicago Gaming. Chicago Gaming. Zach Many actually approached them. Was like, "Hey, we have a TPN booth," and we brought all this streaming here and we'd like to stream a game all day. Can we like have or borrow one of your games? And Ryan at, at Chicago game was like, sure, take a cactus Canyon. So I don't know. They had like eight and we literally just dragged one of them over into our booth. And so we had people playing, including myself playing that all day. And I, I will tell you that game was a lot of fun. That game was a lot of fun to play. That game is beautiful. It, I mean, I don't have a ton of time on the original, but all the bells and whistles, the animations, the light show, the speakers. I mean, if if you are into that era of game or you enjoy Cactus Canyon, that is an extremely well-made version of that game. So, I don't know. Now, was that your first up. time to ever play it? No, I've played it one other time, but it was like an original. But it's just, it's amazing how much more, and maybe I'm just a sucker for light show, but like the light show is fantastic. I mean, it's a brand new game. The printing, the play field was beautiful. But I really love the 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 LCD, like the animations. Just, I mean, it, it still feels like a DMD era game with rules and kind of simplicity behind it. But yet, just the visual package and yeah. audio package was fantastic. And well, so, what was um, interesting about it compared to all the other remakes that they've had? This one actually felt the closest to the original, in my opinion. Okay. And I was fortunate enough to where at Cactus Jacks in Oklahoma City that there used to be all the originals there. Monster Bash, Attack from Mars, Cactus Canyon, Medieval Madness. 
And so I've had experience on the originals, a lot of experience, and then a lot of experience on different remakes as well. And for whatever reason, just Attack from Mars, it just never felt the same. Medieval Madness never felt the same. Monster Bash was pretty close. But there just always seemed to be this weird flipper hop on huh. some of the games. And okay. on Cactus Canyon, I did not get that feeling at all. It actually felt like it was a souped up version of the original, which is a good thing. Like it, to me, the light show was excellent. The shots were, were where you expected them to be. And it was just, it was overall fun in general. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not really a huge Cactus Canyon fan to begin with, mm-hmm. but I was very pleased with how that product ended up finishing out and what it looked like. So, yeah. and, and even Monica, she loved it. So I know if Monica enjoyed it, She's got to be halfway decent, right? Uh, there you go. Yeah. She's the one in your relationship that has taste. So um, she's the one making the financial decisions. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, and, and I know I look at, I look at pinball machines a little different than, than the norm. And that's because the majority of time that I spend playing my games are typically on stream. I mean, I usually will come down here and spend, I don't know, 20, 20, 30 minutes, you know, playing a few games, bouncing around. Um, but when I go to stream a game, like I am two hours committed to that game. And so it's harder for me to stream some of the older games just because you can you can see the end of that game multiple times in two hours. And uh, that's why I really like these more complex games. They give you all these variety and different things. So I don't know if I had to commit like is did I enjoy Cactus Canyon enough that it would end up in my collection? No. And that's just because the code. There's not enough there to keep me interested for like over a month, you know, um, I would probably see the end of that game and, and then it would be hard to like keep coming back to it. Um, but I am, I'm very excited for the 2.0 code to see how much more depth they add. So uh, the reason I wanted to bring it up is just, if you're a buyer, if you're waiting on that game, I know they're slowly trickling out. I'm just telling you, if, if you're excited about that game and Cactus Canyon is a game that you enjoy, you will like the game. It, it is, very well done. It is very, very well done. No, it's it's a beautiful game, and just the the large DMD screen too. Yes, it looks incredible on there, and just the light show that they have looks really solid. And I mean, like I said, the shots are where you think they should be. And to me, this pinball machine is a great entry level pinball machine into the hobby. And what I mean by that is, if you're newer to this hobby, you're not going to be disappointed with where the shots are. It's not going to be overly difficult. So I feel like it's one of those pins that you could get the whole family on. You could easily explain immediately, okay, here's the shots you hit. Here's what you want to look for. It's very, I don't know if simplistic is the word I want to use, but it's basically, it is very simplistic in that form. It's very forgiving or friendly. Right, exactly. I mean, it's very simple. Just say hit an orbit, hit a ramp, hit a lock shot. Bart. I mean, it's it's all right it's there fun. in front of you. So yeah, and I it mean, is, it, yeah. it has some. You can play it over and over and over again. But yeah, it, if you've been in the game for a long time and you only have a couple of pins in your collection, yeah, it may not last a long time. But here's the good news as well: if you do happen to get the pin early on because it's taking so long for all of them to get out, you could probably turn around and sell it and not lose any money at sure. all. I yeah. mean, you might even make a little bit of money. So, I mean, but other than that, I, I think it's a really well done game. I, for me personally, I think it's the best playing remake that I've played out of any of them so far. That's awesome. And I, I mean, if you're people like Tom who have huge collections, 
I mean, you really can't go wrong with the with the Chicago gaming remade make games. I mean, all now that they're like four for four on just great games to have in a large collection. So, um, I don't know. Props to them, and thank you for letting us stream that in the booth. Um, second game that I played for the first time was Weird Al. Uh, Travis, did you ever have a chance to play one or no? I never even played it one time. I mean, when I did have a few minutes, the lines were just too long because I think they had what two. Their they total. had two. They had the so, LE yeah, and the standard. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So bringing two games to TPF, that's like that's a recipe for not disaster, just a guarantee of having just super long wait time. So yeah, I ended up playing. I think I played their heads up machine yeah. though against my son. And yeah, so and he beat you, that, I that's, assume. What's that? And he beat you. I assume uh, I was letting him win for a few, mm. and then he got mouthy, and then <laughs> I, I had to lay the smack down. He's got to learn. Kids got to learn. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean, a lot of people have already covered Weird Al. Um, I'll keep it short. I, I enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it. I think it it, it is very well done. Um, it is a music pin. So, you know, you're in this museum. That's the overarching, arching, whatever. It's the, it's the big picture. That's, that's the main thing that you're doing. But then, you know, each song is very individual. Like, it feels very unique. Um, which is cool because if you're playing it and you want to focus on certain songs, you can. Each mode, though, did feel very unique, which is very cool. So I got it. Like the the code is very. I I enjoy that. I I don't care about score. I have no idea how balanced it is from a tournament standpoint. I don't care. But the overall experience is good. Oh no. Okay. So. So okay. So Travis's name and 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 zencaster this week is tom's headlamp so i i'm tom's headlamp just rose his hand what do you want there's two of us just talk well i don't want to talk over you why if tom was here you'd talk over him that is true that's fair no what i was going to ask is how was the upper flipper on there because honestly when i was watching it be played on streams and i've looked at the uh the pictures of it yeah. i've just always been confused on how that would look if you're actually playing it. Cause it feels like the timing would be awfully difficult because it yeah. feels like the upper flipper is hidden, but it I haven't hidden. heard from anybody. So no, it is it hidden. Is. It is hidden. And that's the problem. And I, and I'm the, I, okay. So problem in parentheses, um, they, the way the upper flippers are designed, they are designed in a way where now every P3 is going to have both upper flippers. Um, that's the platform, the P3 platform, but not every P3 module will use the upper flipper. So if they're not going to be used, they need to be hidden, right? But the problem is if they're hidden, when you do need to use them, you don't know where they are. And so yeah, it's like you know, surprise. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I don't know, like you can't win in that situation. I mean, even if I'm looking at turtles right here, the number of people that have stepped up to turtles and the ball goes by that upper flipper every time because they forget it's up there or they're just, I mean, I'm talking novice players, but, and that's right out in your face. You know, it's just, that's my only thing. I feel like, and the fact that the upper flippers are on a separate button, I feel like for a novice. Oh, did they not step put up, it? On the no, same button yet? You can. It's in the code now that you can put it all in the same button. But if this was on location and let's say a kid or a novice player stepped up to it, I don't think they will ever know that there's upper flippers up there unless maybe they'll do something with the code to like signal it like, hey, check this out. Hey, check this button. I don't know. A tutorial, something. I don't Maybe it's already there. I don't know. Is there but, any way for them to uncover it? Well, apparently there are plastics that cover the mechs. So maybe if they made a version of the plastics where there was a cutout where the flipper was, 
Or uh, in my opinion, those are plastics that you can swap out per game. So in my mind, it would make sense that if the plastics that are specifically made for Weird Al should have the cutout, while plastics made for, let's say, Heist should not have a cutout on the left side because you don't use the left flipper in Heist. So I do think there's got to be something they they can do or they need to add something visual onto the play field. But that is in the... there, there is a challenge there, and I think there is a solution. I don't necessarily know what that is, but it is real. And it is real to a point where I never hit the upper flipper shot. Uh, the lines were very long. I stood in them. I played the game, I don't know, probably four or five times. But without visually seeing the flipper, it's just a guess until you get used to the timing. And I have no doubt that once you know the timing, you can probably hit it every time or, or you can be very accurate with that shot. But... Uh, I realized visual cues are very helpful um, in timing uh, a, a ball, but um, but yeah, that's that is something that a lot of other people have said. But um, I still, my overall view, stepping away from Weird, Weird Al, the sound package was awesome. Visually, it was awesome. Like they are multimorphic. Jerry and his team are absolutely heading in the right direction with this release um heist i thoroughly enjoyed heist so every p3 game i've played is better than the last um so i'm i absolutely think they are heading like i said the company in general this is a good product and they're heading in the right direction um and i i'm very intrigued by it for sure yeah and i mean for sure the the way to really look at this too is just to judge it by the lines in general i mean p3 or multimorphic. Which which one is it? Multimorphic. P three is the platform. Multimorphic, multimorphic is, yes. is the business, right? Correct. Okay, yep. so multimorphic has always had a presence there at TPF for the past few years, and each time it never felt like whenever I went by there that there was a long wait for anything mm-hmm. in general. But this time around, you could just tell there's just something different about it, and it was just easy to tell because there was just bodies everywhere constantly around yeah. Weird Al. So. That's the great thing that they were able to get a theme. They were able to get it out and they were able to get a couple of games there to showcase it. And honestly, I, after talking to a few people and it's, it felt like at least 80 to 90% of people I talked to really enjoyed the game. I mean, it was probably like one or two out of 10 didn't necessarily like it, but to me, that's a great percentage yeah. For for a company that puts out a game maybe once a year or once every couple of years, however however long it is. To me that's a great percentage and you're definitely moving the needle in the right direction. So I was happy to see that and hopefully they can definitely just get as many games out as possible because I I feel like just from talking to people if they would have had five weird owls there for sale just like highest bidder, I, I get the feeling they might have been able to sell them for about thirteen to fifteen thousand each. Oh I mean, yeah, if, there yeah. was people just clamoring for it. So I mean that that right there, when you get people's attention and they enjoy the theme, they enjoy the way it's shooting, they enjoy the sounds, you're doing something right. So if the worst thing about it is, is you can't see an upper flipper right now, then that's a good thing. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, this. I mean, now we're in a holding pattern where we we have to wait to see how, you know, uh, to my knowledge, the the two that were on the floor, one of those being the LE, the one that everybody played, 
went home with uh, Fliptronic. Fliptronic had bought one. They they were on the uh, the video that was used. Jordan and Becca, they were they were part of the the announcement video or whatever. So they have one and they've been streaming it. It is actually their personal game. Um, and so there is somebody streaming. I mean, check out Fliptronic. Um, and they are streaming the game and, and uh, they're doing a great job doing it. So, um, I, was there any other games that you get to play while you were there? Yeah. Yeah. So P3 or multimorphic, they had eight games there. So it was mm-hmm. really cool. There were, there was always a line for, for weird Al. There was always a line for heist. Um, and then they had sorcerer's apprentice. They had cosmic cart racing. They had, uh, the Cannon Lagoon Playfield is the one that the heads up. So they had two heads up connected, which were very fun to play, um, you know, against each other. And they had um, Lexi Lightspeed. So, I mean, they had everything. And that that was what was cool was some of those games. And to be honest, every single time I walked by the, mar- the Multimorphic area, if any of those games were open, I'd step up and play. And that's just because... I don't have one around here. I don't have one easily accessible. So if I have an opportunity to play it, I'm going to play it. And it is cool. Even though only the back third of the game is what's physically changing. Every single one of those games that I listed, they do feel different. They do feel different. It's a different experience when you're playing them. Um, I enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm still like, I'm excited for the P3 platform. I, I, you know, I don't have any money in it. I'm, I'm not buying one or planning on buying one. Um, the game I continue to play with myself is if I happen to have $10,000, am I going to buy a P3 or would I buy a Godzilla premium? And the reality is I'm still leaning towards Godzilla premium. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I still absolutely, once again, big old thumbs up for me. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else the, you know, when people start to get them and more people get to play them because it's, it, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun with it. Now, did you get a chance to go over to the American Pinball booth at all? I did. American Pinball, once again, there was another area that had lines. Um, I It's surprising. The game that I really actually wanted to play at American Pinball that I didn't have a chance because there was continually a line was um, was uh, Oktoberfest. I've never played an Oktoberfest, but every time I'd like, oh, I should walk over there. and Oh, nope, there's a few people like, oh, I'll, I'll, maybe later, maybe later, maybe later kind of thing. And uh, I just unfortunately never got around to playing that. Uh, we did, I know you were part of it. Um, what, what was cool was there was the Twippies and after the Twippies, there was an after party and at the after party they had brought in, there was a Godzilla, there was a Halloween, there was a legends of Valhalla. And, um, I don't remember what the other game was. Cactus um, Canyon. Cactus Canyon. So, yep. and after like way after the party, the games were still there. And I remember we happened to walk back in that room and like, Here's Nobody four, was there. Yeah. You know, four brand new modern games. Like, so we put a few games on all of them. I don't think we did Cactus Canyon, but um, we played some Legends of Valhalla, and um, that game is a unique shooting game. That is, I mean, you. I want to hear your opinion. You were kind of it was your first impressions of it. Yeah. So when I got a chance to play it, it's actually I think it was the day before earlier in that day. I got a chance to talk to uh, Stephen Bowden for. A solid 15 minutes just about the rules and he was explaining the whole game to me and it was all starting to make a lot more sense as i was playing it and the thing with legends of valhalla it's it's kind of odd it's like um the shots on it feel weird but in a good way it's not frustrating to shoot but it's challenging to shoot and sometimes even the side ramp was pretty challenging at times 
but I like the little nuances that they have in the game, such as if you hit the spinner, I think it's something like 50 times that gets the Thor's hammer juiced up to where it'll spot you shots or spot you something. I forget what it is off the top of my head, but I just like that new little nuance in it. But yeah, overall with the game, I was actually pretty impressed yeah. with what I saw. It was definitely after playing it and I owned a Hot Wheels for a little while. It's by far my favorite American pinball game produced. And that's even with the theme, me not really being a big fan of the theme for pinball, but just generally just the shots, the lights, the the way that the rules were set up. I I really enjoyed it. And it did it just had some weird shots to it. But yes, pinball needs a little weird. weird. And yeah. that's what that's what helped, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there are definitely a few shots where it's like you think you know where the shot is and then you miss it by a mile. And you're like, okay, nope, that's not it. But but you can find it. I mean, every it's not like the shots are stupid tight and like impossible. It's just it is a weird layout. It's a weird, unique layout. But it it kind of that's kind of what makes it fun because it is a weird and unique layout. So I haven't spent a ton of time on it. I've played a few games on it, and um, that is my takeaway. Like it's not it do, it doesn't leave a bad taste in my mouth. If anything, it's like, huh, I need to spend more time on this to really find this so that you know once i find the shots then i can get a little deeper in the code um but i i would still i'd give it uh i don't know b plus if uh, like <laughs> it's a it's a good i would still give it a positive review um for sure um well i think that the best review that i can give with it is that i would actually seriously consider having one of these at my house wow. i was i was that impressed by it and it was just i i don't know what it is i think it's because the way that the rules were explained to me as well, I know you got to do some work to earn the wizard modes as well. But yet there's still plenty of stuff close to the start button to give you things to do. And I like games that have progression via doing different things within the game outside of modes too. Sure. And so I got the impression that there's a little bit of that going on. And like I said, I just like, I like how, where the shots were on things. I mean, you had far shots to your left, like right above the post, you had a shot back to the shooter lane. You had a shot behind a flipper. You yeah. had um, a center ramp. That's just way back there in the back. And it is yeah. off a different part of the flipper that you would not even, it's expect. not where you think every other center ramp no. is. It's weird. No. And, and if I had one complaint about it, it might be the side ramp just because the way that it looks, it's just that sometimes I would get half ramps, but yeah. at the same time, if you do hit it solid, it goes up and it's satisfying to hit. And so, I mean, there's just little quirks in that game that I hope I get a chance to play it a little bit more just in a setting to where I can get 100 games on it and be able to really figure out what's going on because I sure. think that there is something there. I mean, even even if the theme isn't exactly what I want it to be, the gameplay's still fun in general. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, kind of curious to see where that goes. And I yeah, I have no... Um, like I, I will absolutely play it again if I have a chance to see it because it, it you know, it, it's nothing against Stern. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy Stern games, but you know, a lot of the games that Zach's been letting me borrow have all been Stern. So I, I kind of like playing the non-Stern, you know, like I want to feel something that feels different, that feels, you know, that doesn't feel like a Stern and that you want to play the field. That's yeah, what it, it is, Joel. It, yeah, it doesn't, it's nothing against the Stern games. I can't, I love them, but it's just, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, like I want to feel something different. I want to feel a, a unique experience. And, well, and yeah, think, Legends of Valhalla does that well. Well, I think you're saying what a lot of people listening think too. It's 
it's that Stern feels normal just because there's so many different Stern games out there and so many examples that you're guaranteed to have what three new cornerstones each year. Well, two and now, so we have yeah. all these examples of different Sterns and the way that they flip, they all feel the same. Yeah. And so when you start to play other games like Jersey Jack, the flippers feel different. You play American pinball, the flippers feel different. You play a spooky flippers feel different. You play a multimorphic game. Flippers feel different. I mean, that's just how it is. Great job listening, listening, listing almost every manufacturer there, Travis. So, well, I'm not even done yet. I, I haven't <laughs> got the pinball adventures for, for haggis. Uh, well, hell, let me tell you about how I want to feel haggis, though. Well, I want to tell you how deep root flippers were oh, at Houston me. Expo on tell Raza. 40 yeah. plus miss ramps. Let me tell you. Or sorry, Whoa. wamps. How do you pronounce ramps anymore? Wamps. Shoot the wamps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Haggis. Haggis was not a TPF, but I'm telling I mean, they did. There was a reveal uh, just a few weeks back of of some of Marty's 2.0 code that they're putting into the Mermaid editions of uh, Fathom. And uh looks cool, man. The music looks good. Uh, but I, I have not played a Haggis game. And I really I'm, I'm looking I, every everything. Everybody says they're built like a tank. They're built super well. But, you know, the play field's not wood. It's it's wood, but then it has, like, what is it, like, polycarbonate top or something. I, that is a game that I'm I'm very, you know, for a long time, playing a P3 Multimorphic game was, like, that's the game I want to experience. But now that I've put some good time on that, like, a Haggis-built game is now, like, my my to-do list. Like, that's at the top of the to-do list. I really look, I want to play one. Just because I, I want to see how it feels. I will say, too, we did also play Halloween together yeah you know i was we, gonna we get made, to that yeah we, we made sure to play halloween and we did we accidentally broke it, it wasn't we our did. fault i think we, you we broke, found the multi-ball bug or something yeah, yeah i don't know I, what happened there i took a quick video of it and uh it yeah it just kept spitting out balls and yet it showed it was the it showed that the ball was over i think but it kept spitting out ball it was weird and it yeah you broke it uh, i don't know well done but yeah, it happens. So, <laughs> yes, I, uh, I, I don't know it. exactly. I love it when things are so uh, awkward for Joel. This is what I live for. Anybody listening, this is what I live for. Go ahead, Joel. Okay. So, <laughs> awkward. Awkward's a good word. Um, this is weird for me. This is odd. I, I, I want to be honest. I want to be, you know, I, I'm taking the Zach Mini approach, right? You know, I, I want to be real. That's what he's, that's what he's excited for with this year. And Zach, you do you, man. I, I, I want, I think honesty in any sort of media is huge. So, um, yes, sure. My first experience on, on Halloween, I didn't love it. It was, it just, it didn't blow me away. I put in, I played two games and I didn't want to put any more money in the machine. I've said, I've said that and I've gotten, uh, there were some people that that upset. I understand. And it's become a whole thing. You, the number of people that told me at TPF, like, Hey, have you run into the Halloween guys yet? Like, are they mad? Like, or like, are or like jokes about like, is Joel going to survive TPF because all the Halloween lovers or supporters are going to come murder him? You know, it's like, I, it was weird. It was a weird thing. And to be a hundred percent honest, I was actually slightly nervous to run into like actually have a one-on-one conversation with a Halloween employee, whether it was spooky Luke or bug or Charlie. And it's not like I'm a larger individual. It's not like I'm afraid I'm going to get beat up. Like I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. It's more of like, I know that there are people associated to these games and I have no problem offending a Halloween owner 
that's fine. If you're an owner, truly, uh, like on my stream, I've had people that say, that have told me on stream, I own Halloween, and believe it or not, everything you said about it is accurate, but I still really like the game. And to me, awesome. I am so glad you like the game. I want you to like your game. I want you to enjoy your purchases. But I'm not worried about that. Like, I'm not worried about upsetting an owner of the game. But I know, like, Charlie and his family, like, this is their livelihood. And they have put more time, effort, and energy into this game than everybody else on the planet. And I just feel bad criticizing something that is so personal to them. And that's something that I don't mind. I don't feel bad for being honest about my opinion of my initial impression of Halloween. But I do feel bad insulting somebody's like work, like life work kind of thing. So it did bum me out. I bummed myself out that I never once that I didn't like man up and like approach any of them and introduce myself. I have one. I, I looked at it th- three ways. They either one, they know who I am and they're pissed. Or two, they know who I am and are genuinely like appreciative of the feedback. Or three, they have no no idea who I am. And here I am, like <laughs> meagerly <laughs> approaching somebody, you know, which is odd. Like, I'm, once again, I'm a larger guy. I shouldn't be meagerly appro- meagerly approaching somebody. But it was a weird thing. Like, it was a weird spot to be in. And this kind of brings up something. And Travis, now you're like putting yourself in an even weirder spot because. This hobby's small enough that you get to know people that this is their job or this right. is they are directly impacting the creation of these games. And so any, Oh yeah, well it's, Yeah, you it's, can hurt people and you don't want to do that. Well, it, it's one of those things too. I mean, I've given plenty of opinions over the past couple of years and I've spoken directly with the individuals associated with the games, whether it be designer, coders, whatever. And I mean, it's one of those things where you do realize there is somebody behind something, but at the same time, you still got to be true with what your opinion is. And I think it is still important that people do hear, do hear true thoughts. And I think that there's a way to get that across while not just, just totally trashing a game, unless it's Thunderbirds or something like that, which I think we can all (laughs) fully agree about that, but not everybody somebody's offended okay sorry except for the three people out there i I apologize but that being said you know it's it's just one of those things that you know i think i respect that the people that make these games code these games the the teams the engineers everybody i mean obviously if that's your job and you're hooked up into that for months at a time you're going to be attached to it and you want to hear all the great things about it but see i'm like for me and my mindset, I'm just a complete psychopath that I actually like hearing the critiques of anything that I do. Like, for instance, the tour, right? Yeah. All, all that. Like, none of that phases me at all because, I, you know, I one, I got four kids that make fun of yeah. me every single day. So I'm just used to that in general. And I have Joel who makes fun of me every single day. But yeah, that being said, yeah. I, I think that that's just a part of life that when you're working on something and that you're putting your heart and soul in, into not everybody is going to enjoy it or see it through the lens that you see it through, but it's important in order to get better at your craft, you have to hear those things and you have to really take a step back and think, okay, is what they're saying, does that have some element of truth to it? You know, and you got to be honest about that, about that feedback, because to me, I know, for instance, if I'm working on something and all the feedback is hundred percent great, I'm like, 
I need to find other people. I need to find a different focus group because there's no way. So my goal always, if I'm working on a personal project, is just to find the most critical people I can possibly find and put it in front of them because I know they're going to tear it apart. And I know it's going to make that project for me better because I'm hearing the God's honest truth and I'm going to see it from a different perspective. So I think there's both there's positives, there's, there's pros and cons to this. And I, I think to people that are in the pinball industry, I would have to think that they all have thick skin in general. I I would think 99% of them have thick skin because they're putting themselves out there. There's a lot of money on the line too. I mean, these games aren't being given away for free. So I think it's important that the, that the manufacturers, the people putting the games together, everybody, I think it, accountability is very important because you know what else accountability really drives? It drives innovation. It drives the ability to get better at your craft. And to me, that will just produce better and better games in the future. Yeah, a hundred percent. And um, so what I'm hearing is, uh, if anybody has any critical comments about this podcast, feel free to email them to triple drain at gmail.com. Cause Travis loves it. Travis can't get enough of that. So oh, that just reminded me too, Joel, we still have the roast to get to for you. <laughs> I still, I have at least 10 of them, but I need more. Cause I'm going to wait till Tom gets in. So guys, if you have your roast to talk about Joel and his picture of being announced as, I guess an, an admin for TBN, whatever yeah. it is, no big deal. Yeah. But there was a picture of him on there. I swear to God, it looked like, a failed science experiment of somebody trying to clone Jack Danger. And then we accidentally got tattoos across the collarbone. And I think, I think it was like Joel was taking one of those pictures where he's acting like he's not taking a picture, but he knows damn well that he's taking a picture. All right. So what were were you talking about? Joel? We were talking about Halloween, right? Do I even, is it even worth defending myself? Like the answer is no, but yeah, it's, I was asked to be. I'm obviously I'm part of TPN. Travis, you're part of TPN, but I was I was asked to be a part of the admin board, and uh, I thought David Dennis. I thought it was David who put together the announcement, but it turns out no, it was Zach Minnie who put together the announcement. Feel free to <laughs> check it out. It's on Facebook.com. It's on the the Pinball Network. But it, they announced that me and Amanda Hamilton we were asked to be a part of the the TPN, and he put a picture of both of us, but. I, he pulled a picture of me from back in grad school in 2012. I had just got a tattoo on the top of my shoulders. I took a picture like of that, trying to show the tattoo, and I made it black and white so Wait. the tattoo would stand out. <laughs> Who were you trying to show the tattoo to? So like, yeah, you know, I have friends, believe Dude, it or not. Who? Like it's your it was my first tattoo. It's kind of like what a friend look what is I did. one to see you shirtless with your tattoo. It's not a seductive or I, I, it was a no, t- I saw the picture. That hey, was a seductive. If you were seduced thing. from it, that's on you. That was not my that Joel, that, that beard does the trick for me, brother. <laughs> so that, the, that was the whole point of the tattoo and, or the whole point of the, the the picture. And so there was a few takeaways. One, Zach had to scroll back real far to find that. So he he just was really diving. I think he was really looking for something good. But two, it's like, I, you know, it was an announcement video like, oh, the, I, I appreciate that I'm being asked to be a part of this. And bam, front page, like. I saw that post and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like of all the pictures he's picked, that's the picture he did. And to like, I enjoy giving people a hard time. So to me, it took me about 30 seconds to realize like, all right, just 
embrace this and have a good time (laughs) and then you you this dingbat over here is like send the roast to me and i'll it's like you just jumped on and i was like okay to be honest if it was a picture of travis i would have done the same thing so here we go so it's just kind of a buckle up let's take it I mean, maybe that that fits well into your your you know taking criticism kind of thing. <laughs> but I showed the announcement picture to to Nicole, and she's like my wife, and she goes, "They picked that picture." I was like, <laughs> it, "Like, yeah, why?" I was like, "I don't know." She's like, "Why would they pick that picture?" I'm like, "I don't it's know." Awesome. Just but make it, sure yeah. if you're sending in your roast. Do not send it to the email because I want to read these. Yeah, send it to Travis Murray. Yeah, just find Uh, me on Facebook. Just send me a message with your roast. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll read it live. I look forward to it. That's all I can do, right, is look forward to it. But um, Dude, I got one that says TPN now featuring full frontal male nudity. I, 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 whatever. I mean, like, yeah. All these are so uh, damn funny. I'm happy. I can't for you, wait. Man. I got them all loaded up, Joel. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm happy for you. So yeah, check it out. I don't know. Have, have a good time at my expense. That's, uh, that's what we're here for. Um, uh, so to wrap all that up, Twippies, uh, so yes, Halloween, uh, <laughs> Halloween, I played it, put a few more games on it. Still haven't got to the upper play field. I counted. I had eight middle ramp rejects before I gave up. So I showed you how to get up there, though. I don't We've, know. We you finally just, got up there. I, I got to the point where I was like, cradle, flip, reject, cradle, flip, then reject. I, yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm going to go the other way. Full speed down the left habit trail thinking like I need the I need the speed. Bam. Center ramp reject. I was like, I'm it done. happened. So and then the last comment is like there was a Godzilla premium in that room. And I know everybody's probably sick of hearing it, but. It's when you step up to that game and you spend 10 seconds on that game, you realize so quickly why that game literally won every Twippy except for the topper. I mean, that game is amazing. So it's if, it's something special. Yeah, if you're sure. if you're living on a rock and you haven't heard that Godzilla's good, it is. And if you haven't played one yet, go play it. Um, it's yeah. So I don't know. I think that's about it for Twippies. I I mean, yes, saw some amazing people, a bunch of other TPN people, other podcasters. Loser Kids were there. They were great hanging out with them. Um, Dennis and Tony from Eclectic Gamers Podcast were there hanging out with them. They were great. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, all the Greg Bone, Zach Manny, his wife, Nicole. I mean, it was there were some really good people. All the TPN people had a blast. And then, yes, I had multiple people. You know, I had a guy tap me on the shoulder while I'm waiting for Weird Al and say hi and like, you're Joel, right? Yeah, and, and knew me from the stream and the pot. And it's just, it's incredibly humbling. And um, it was awesome. And I and I love the people that did that. I know they did that to you, Travis, as well. And a very small thank you. Um, one, so <laughs> all three of us, Tom, Travis, and I were all nominated for Twippies, which that alone is awesome. Um but I, I know personally, uh, streaming, flipping out streaming got third. And that I was not expecting at all. There are some amazing, amazing streamers out there. Obviously, Jack Danger does what he does very well. Um, Kaneda won best streamer or the second best streamer for, for his Facebook streaming, which, you know, that guy puts out content very consistently. I mean, good on him. But I mean, there's some amazing, amazing streamers out there. There's some amazing streamers on TPN. You got even IE Pinball with Carl D'Angelo, Buffalo Pinball, amazing streamers out there. Um, so to see Flippin' Out pop up, up up there on screen and it happened to be a video of me playing, 
so thank you. Anybody listening that happened to vote for flipping out, thank you. It, it, I it loved really, your reaction to it too. Because I, I was, was sitting <laughs> I was sitting right behind you and you just turned around and you just you had like just this look on your face, like yeah. what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. I to be a hundred percent honest, flipping out, when I think of flipping out streaming, I do flipping out streaming. I'm part of it. I do Thursday every other Thursday night. But when I think about flipping out streaming, I think of Steve and Bill and Courtney, and then that was all started with Ken. Like I think of that, the Monday night crew, they established flipping out streaming. Um, so I feel like I'm the odd one out and I'm just part of the, part of the show. And, um, so to see my video up there, that blew me away, but to be honest, you know, like it's just to see that. And I think Zach Mini has done an incredibly good job with brand recognition. Maybe people voted flipping out streaming because they know or have heard of flipping out. If that's the case, great. I mean, good on Zach and, and Nicole for once again, awesome brand recognition. But, but really if, if, if there is validity to people voting on it because they enjoy the content that I happen to be a part of, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for the support there. Um, but yeah, it was good. It, it was, uh, that was kind of a, a big, that was a very humbling moment. So I, I thoroughly appreciate any, anybody that, uh, supported me or the rest of the flipping out crew in that. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for Twippies. Um, where are we going? Let's look at your. You didn't number things too well this time. You know, I made I, I made trouble. I crushed it. Yeah, I made. Uh, let's move on. So okay, <laughs> don't you have some uh, thoughts on this little game that's out called Rush? I do. I do. <laughs> So, so here's the deal. So you're done pissing off all the Halloween people. Yeah, 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 Let's yeah, piss yeah, off yeah, all yeah, the Canadians now. I'm ready. The music sucks. No, I'm joking. The music's actually great. <laughs> <laughs> the music's actually every so many people just like you're like what? Like just perked up. Like no. Tom may not come back <laughs> on this podcast. Tom just now. choked on whatever was in his mouth. Anything? No, it's uh no. The music I I've. You know, when you stream a game, you have to listen to the you have to listen to that game for like two hours straight. I no bit of me has ever once had any issues with the music. Like, there's a reason this band's good. The music is good. Um, and this is what's funny. This comes back to like I've criticized Halloween, and and it's like if I'm going to criticize one game, I need to feel comfortable criticizing other games, right? Um, but this also comes back to the conversation of you get to know people. You get to know people within the hobby. And believe it or not, I know Raymond Davidson. I know one of the lead coders on this game. He's been on my stream. I consider him a friend. Um, so I don't want to sit here and criticize a game that one of my friends is you know, pouring time and energy into. But I want to be honest. I want to be honest. And here's the deal. When Zach lets me borrow a game, he typically lets me borrow a game for, I don't know, two, three months. And there are times that I get about halfway through that, like a month and a half. And I'm thinking, all right, if Zach called me up today and said, I need to come get that game, I'd be fine with that. And then there's other times where I'm like, oh, no, Zach's coming in a week. I need to play this game every single night because I'm going to miss it. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> with Rush... I'm okay with it leaving. I am okay with it leaving. And to me, when I stream the game, it it at this point has kind of become a grind. Um, and I and I was trying to pinpoint what it was. And and the eye opening moment to me was last week. I streamed two nights in a row. I streamed Turtles one night and I streamed Deadpool the next night. Those are the games I own. Then this week I streamed Rush. And when I compare those three different nights of streaming. The night that I actually had the most fun on was Turtles. And the reason being is Dwight has coded so many moments into that game that you can focus on so many different things and experience different things. 
Not to mention, you can do half shell challenge, you can do final battle, you can do co-op modes. Like when I hit the start button, there are so many, there's four different turtles. There's so many different ways for me to play that game. So for to play it for two hours straight, I played it differently so many different times as I was streaming that game. That's awesome. That makes that game feel unique and fresh. And I really enjoyed that. Then Deadpool. Deadpool, there's only one way to play that game. There's only one. There's no co-op. There's no extra modes. There's no nothing. But there are shots in that game that even at hour two, you hit that katana lock, it still feels good. Like you hit the schnick target, it still feels good. Um, there's just something about the way that game's laid out. And I had the same feelings with Godzilla that it just, the layout feels so good. And um, it just, it doesn't get old. Now, I will say with Deadpool, just playing that game straight for two hours, it is somewhat repetitive. The code is repetitive in a way of it's like, all right, I know what to do. I'm doing the same thing again. Um, but the shots and the layout is what really I love about that game. So, if the only thing that they could do right now for me for Deadpool to make that game better, it's already I consider it like one of my top two favorite games. The only thing I think they could do better is to add co-op or to add a a, a, a mode to get for you know to see one of the mini wizard modes or something like give me something else to do when I hit the start button and maybe that'll come with Insider Connected. I don't know, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Rush though. I know Rush is loved by tournament players. There is so much strategy to this game. Like my issue with this game is not doesn't have anything to do with the code. There's each mode, each song mode feels unique. There are so many different multi balls. If you want to focus on one or the other, that's fine. I'm just finding it's a risk reward game. I always risk it. I never get the reward because I suck. And the layout is it's a harder layout, and it's just unfortunately there aren't any shots in the game that like give me that same fun factor as the shots I get in like a Godzilla or a Deadpool. And so what I find is even though I'm enjoying the conversation or I'm enjoying what I'm doing while I'm streaming, when I get to an hour and a half, it's like, Oh, I got 30 minutes to go. Like, here we go. You know? And I, and I feel bad. I'm once again, I'm not trying. It's just, that's me. I, that's the way that I look at this game. You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad because your taste in what's fun for you is not gelling. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, it just sounds like it's just the play field. The play field design is what's giving you fits, mostly, correct? And, yeah, but it's not like like uh, like Halloween. Halloween, that play field design, I'm just I'm it's not f- fun. Like that ga- I, I'm not enjoying it at all. Like it's very right. frustrating because it's of the rejects and because of the layout. There's nothing mechanically or physically wrong with the layout on Rush. It's just there's nothing it's not providing me joy. <laughs> like it's not, it's for there. There isn't a shot and maybe it's because of the pro. There isn't any particular one shot in that game that like, you know, there's something about like the scoop, you know, it's like when you sink the scoop, it's not like, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I just doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. And maybe yeah. that's why I'm comfortable being honest. Cause Tom's not here. Cause if Tom was here, he'd either be yelling at me or crying. I don't know. Have you, but, no, yeah. have you got a chance to play the premium yet? I have. And the premium and Ellie, I absolutely think shot better and was more fun. So if anybody has a rush on order, if you're a rush fan, ignore me entirely. Like the the theme itself, rush is not it doesn't do it. Like this was not a band I grew up on. And I absolutely think you get the premium or LE, the shots will flow better. You put the expression lighting kit, that'll add a ton more to it. Um 
but it's just it's one of those games that uh and and zach's let me borrow a few that it just um it it this is a game that i i'm okay i'm totally okay with it leaving my collection at this point and, now do um, you think what's the one shot that you don't like that you that you like the least let me put it so here not counting like, the scoop the left orbit that like i struggle with that shot and and here's my problem is there are three very important shots that you have to hit with the upper flipper but to feed the upper flipper you only have three options you either hit the left orbit you hit the right kind of center spinner or you hit the time machine and the time machine depending on what's going on sometimes feeds that upper flipper so to me, I can kind of backhand that spinner, but it's not something reliable for me. And from the left side, it's just it's not as satisfying as other spinner shots. But the left orbit shot is it's a hard shot for me. It just it either clips uh, one of the drop targets or it clips one of the pop bumpers. It just or it goes so fast around that the timing on that upper flipper. I know I'm typically pretty good with that upper flipper, you know that, but <laughs> I. And it's there's three individual shots. It's not like it's just one shot you're hitting with the upper flipper that you find the timing for. It's three unique shots. So maybe it's just this is a game that is truly loved by people with a higher skill level than my own. Um, but if you're a huge Rush fan, there's so much here in this game for you to just love. And so I don't have that pull from the Rush fan. And maybe I just I'm not good enough to love this layout or the brutality of this layout. And I feel really bad because I've owned this game like two months and I swear I've seen like 20% of the code because it just, I can't get far enough in the game to really see what all Timmy and Ray have put in this game. Yeah, it's well, it's definitely, I remember us sitting there watching the reveal stream with uh, Dead Flip and we were talking back and forth like us and Loser Kid and everything. And one of the prevailing things about it or thoughts about it was, that the shots actually look tough yeah, and that the ball's still staying in play. Like it didn't feel like that the shots were so punishing that you were just an instant drain, but it felt like, or it appeared that the shots would be tough for people that are average players, maybe even slightly below average or whatever it could be. So yeah, I I've heard the same feeling from other people that have played it, that they feel like that they have a very hard time finding the shots on rush compared to other games. Now, me personally, I I really do enjoy the game overall. Yeah. Just the way that it shoots. I, I feel like I can find the shots halfway decent on the game. I struggle a little bit with the left orbit myself, just going for that drum bonus. But the whole right side, I feel pretty good about that. Now, when we look at the side ramp, I'm kind of like 50-50 on how I'm going to do on that. I actually have a more difficult time with the side ramp than I do with the side loop. The side loop, I can hit yeah. that six, seven, eight yeah, times in I'm a row on once that. I get, yeah, yep. once I get the jamming. And then even the uh, what's surprising about Rush, if you haven't played it yet, is that even the middle ramp shot, it's not a gimme shot. No. I mean, on the pro, it feels small. So if it, you yep. are, if you're inaccurate, you are going to be punished for that because then you're basically bricking a shot that's going to be right in the middle of the play field, and that's where chaos can generally happen somewhat. So. I can see something like that bothering some people, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's understandable that there's a lot of people out there that may not have been able to see a large part of the code. And I mean, and that's a big thing about it. You know, when you're dealing with certain layouts, of course, 
code has to really gel in with what that layout is in order to enable a lot of stuff to be available there at the start button. But well, I feel like, oh, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is I feel like I'm the odd one out because the other people that are streaming this game right now, like, you know, Mike and Lisa and Carter with the pinballers, like they're really good players. Like Carter, like blew this game up the first time he played it. You know, I'm talking even like Jeff Teola's pinball profile. He's blown the game up. You have Carlos. It's like with laser blowing the game up. I mean, there are people talking about Nick Insomniac talks about this seeing game. a theme here, Joel. There, yeah. I suck at pinball. <laughs> Apparently I, but it's funny. It's I say not that rush. On it's you, Joel. That's I know, what it I, is. It's, a, yeah, it's not you. It's me. It's me. It's me. I get, but that to me is like, I don't understand that because I'm thinking one of the first things I did was I moved the outlane post up because I was just getting destroyed. And luckily Ray did say that all LEs were shipped with the, with the post all the way up, like all the way down. Sorry. All the way, like right. as close for the homeowners trying to be a little more uh, nice, but like early on in the code, everybody complained that they were in multi-balls all the time. So instead of having three ball multi-balls, now you have two ball multi-balls. So it's like, they've tried to make the game harder and I'm thinking like, don't make it harder. I'm struggling over here. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm struggling to, to see this game. And yet everybody else is playing. It is just blowing it up. And I'm, I don't know. I got to give Victor Ireland, uh, the pin monk, some credit on stream. He, he, he is now coined that I, I am very on brand. So on brand when I stream <laughs> is I have moments of glory. You know, I have moments of hitting good shots almost immediately followed with just, you know, immediately followed with draining. I mean, it's just, so it's, it's great when you drain and I look at the the chat and it says on brand, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yep, that's, that's what I do. You know, right when everything's lined up, ready to go, boom, drain on brand. So, um, I don't, it's yes, maybe it is me, maybe it is a hundred percent me, but for people listening to this, I, and you're looking at my skill level or your, wherever your skill level is, um, you know, I think there's tournament players will love this game, do love this game and should love this game. I'm not a tournament player. I don't have that skill level and I don't also have an attachment to the theme. And so because of that, you know, I still think there's, this is a good or fun game. It just, this is, this is a game that's not, um, it's, it, yeah, it just doesn't appeal to me, uh, like some other games have or do. Well, uh, I think one of the important things about this too, is we're basically talking about accessibility to somebody. So, Naturally, anybody out there, you're going to prefer games and not prefer certain games based on mainly a few fa a few factors and a few variables. And one of the main variables of that is a skill set. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. And this is why a lot of these fan layouts are very popular. Why? Because it's a very low barrier of entry to get far in the game for unskillful players i mean if you can get a ball and a flipper on a fan layout you're going to be able to figure it out eventually but when you're dealing with dynamic layouts when you're dealing with shots that could be close to the flipper on the left side or right side you might have targets that go back into a post you might have something like the drop targets like on rush in the lower left hand side so there's there's a lot of chaos that these designs cause and so naturally if you are the type of player that doesn't doesn't react well to something like that then yeah it's going to be a little bit frustrating for you know for you and that's to me that's just more or less that that's just how it is as long as the shots aren't rejecting for you that's another thing like that that's design flaw if yeah. the shot's rejecting yeah. so for instance like one of the things one of the gripes i had about ninja turtles and i had an le for a little while was just the layer shot going below the uh the left flipper 
So just because the way that it was, there was a lot of rejects coming out of there and that made it really frustrating right there out of an otherwise fun playing game. And so there's certain things on a play field that I think if you're being, if you're being honest about it, you can find something that might not gel with what your, your current, I guess, ability to play would be. Cause I know that there's plenty of games out there that give me fits whenever I play them just because it's not, it doesn't really suit my skill set. So maybe it's possible that you're running into something similar to that with rush. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And I, I just think it, I mean, it really shows, and that's, what's cool about this hobby is, I mean, different games appeal to different people and, um, and sure there may be universally loved games like Godzilla that appeal to all people. But I, the more I play, the more I learn about myself and what, what kind of games draw me back. And, and I think it's great, you know, like turtles, there's, there's turtles gets a lot of hate and it's typically from like the tournament players and whatnot because they don't like that like the code is the thing that they they don't like about turtles but to be honest the code is what keeps turtles in my collection like dwight has done an amazing job coding in my view like i love the theme so it's like to to feel like there are different characters and moments and variety in the modes and variety in the way you play that and and having different you know picking different turtles and it's just like the code is what i love about this game and yet to other people the code is the worst part of this game you know if 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 they almost want dwight to do a complete rewrite of the code and that i i don't i'm on the opposite side like no i and and i think that's that's what's kind of cool though is um um you know, some people love certain layouts because of how hard the shots are. Other people, you know, like Legend of Valhalla, you love the, you really like the layout because it feels unique. There are probably other people that step up to that that love that. You know, if they're going to compare it to Cactus Canyon right next to it, they're like, oh yeah, Cactus Canyon shoots amazing. Well, it's a fan layout, and then they'll go to Legend of Valhalla and be like, that shot garbage. Like that's yeah. awful. Yep. It, it's I, like, well, it, to give you a prime example, when I first played Rick and Morty, I fell in love with that game. Yeah. Just because the unique shots on it and the fact that it played difficult. Like yeah. I didn't feel like I could just easily just burn through this game because there's been a couple of games in which, and these are stern games that have come out, in which I basically reached the end of the game within my first five or ten times playing it. I think Turtles was one of those. I think I got all the way to Final Battle, my very first game I played on it. Uh, so there's, well, yeah. But what I'm getting at here, Joel, yeah. is that no, there's just there's some games that play well to what your skill set is and then there's other times that yeah pinball is fun when you're jamming on shots and you're just you're seeing your score go up and then for other people it's just fun when they experience the moments regardless of what the score is just seeing a jackpot hearing a sound hearing anything that just kind of cues up in your head that little endorphin spike that you're just like okay yeah this is this is a lot of fun and i think that that's what you're feeling right now when it comes to turtles, because we've talked about this before, because that's that. I mean, yeah, there is a unique light show with that. And it does make a lot of sense from a moment's perspective. And I think even Mandalorian was like yeah, that. I remember yeah. telling you a few times when I got to different wizard modes on that, I felt like I was about to have a seizure. <laughs> just the <laughs> light show was just yeah. so in your face. And I mean, but that's pinball. That's the interesting part about pinball is that you can have all these different games, all these different designs from all these different companies and you're going to get all these different opinions on it. And I think every opinion is just as valid as the next one. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is starting to make sense. I think we're finally 
figuring out why Rush is not gelling with you besides yeah, you just I, yeah, hating Rush music. Yeah, no, it's definitely not like I there's legit some songs in that game that I'm I am enjoying. I am enjoying, but it's it is interesting. Like I know uh, believe it or not, like Zach Mini, there some of the games that he really likes. I found they like I like them too, and so you start to you know I hope you make friends in these ho- in the hobby that um, that you can kind of start to trust each other almost. And like I know Greg Bone, a lot of the games that Greg really likes, I like. So starting to find other podcasters or other people that it, or maybe it's the opposite. Well, it's like well if they love that game, there's a good chance that I'm going to hate that game. <laughs> you know, so it's I don't. Know, there's different players out there, but I you know thank God for the variety and all the different games that are being made. And um, you know that's. To me, I get it. If if maybe this is um, maybe this is supporting the idea, like don't listen to us, don't listen to our opinions, because at the end of the day, it's just my opinion or Travis's or well, listen to Tom. Tom's opinions they matter, but um, it's just that's what we you know. Hopefully, at this point, if you're continuing to listen to this podcast, like you're probably like, yeah, I don't agree with anything Joel says ever. Uh, or you may be like, actually, I do. What I like, I I play the games in a similar way or view things similarly. So take it for what it is. Don't don't um, don't give us too much credit. Um, that's for sure. But um, yeah, that that kind of leads us to the last topic and um, exciting topic. I hope Zach is listening. He's I gonna hope be he very Zach's excited gonna, about this. Zach's perking up. I can tell you right now. So this is weird. This is very strange to me. And this all started because the birthday boy over here got um, two lovely presents from his wife. So fill us in, Travis. Well, yeah. So I had, I think it was my 17th anniversary of my 21st birthday. Mm. And I didn't think I was going to get any presents because I didn't ask for any. And then my wife just walks in with two boxes and I'm like, okay, what are these? And I open them up and sure as hell. I have two toppers now. He has two toppers. Two toppers. So, to an Avengers and to a Stranger Things. And I'm not even a topper guy, but you you aren't even a mod guy. The only no, so no. this you buy if you buy an LE, you turn off the shaker. Like that's absurd to me. But you you tournament players and your tilt bob. But you're not a mod guy. I know you enjoy adding the the sub out options to your games so yeah like, i like a subwoofer like the, sub. the games here in the sound and stuff like that but besides that like cosmetic mods you don't you you i i assume you like leaving your game stock so they feel more like a tournament type game I, uh, it, it depends i mean i have some stuff on there but yeah typically i'll have a couple of my pens just set up on death mode where it's just set like even if i have an le i'll set it up like a pro Sometimes when I'm fully practicing on it, but yeah, typically I don't have any add-ons yeah. to a game outside of maybe like Penn Stadium lights to be able to see the game better. Okay, but that might be about it. But so rarely cosmetic add-ons. Rarely, no. So like you... I, I am not a topper person at no. all. So this was quite the surprise, and I was actually very happy to get them though, just to try them out. I mean, I'm the type of guy, Joel, that when I was at Indisc in 2020, I've said this before. I played Black Knight several times, and it took me till like my fourth game to even realize a topper was even on that game. I just never pay attention up there. Well, you you rarely pay attention on the playfield either because you played a. You played a Stranger Things premium and weren't even aware there was a movie projector in the game. You know um, what? I did it again I at TPF. Did. There was a I premium know. there. I didn't even know it till my third time playing it. 
I don't know what to I I don't want to be on I don't want to be driving on the same road as you if you're that <laughs> unaware of things. <laughs> but so a time I mean so you like them though, right? Like what are I like they- the look of them? I haven't been able to put them on yet. Oh but- lord. Well, well, I haven't got around to it, Joel, because I've I've been busy. I've had to do this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had to unpack. I've had to. Well, I just re- haven't got to it. <laughs> the yeah. reason I'll give you a hard time though is because you come into the Triple Drain podcast or into our Triple Drain, like our dis uh, not Discord, our Facebook group, and 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 you're like, all right, guys, I think I'm a topper guy now. And I was and I was just like, how? How is Travis a topper guy? <laughs> You're like, well, I got you for my birthday, and I truly, I love, I love the way they look. Like, I yep. think these are awesome. And I'm like, they look well, pretty cool. They do. Travis is on the topper train. That says a lot because he doesn't even do mods. And then you brought up a really good point that you said from a resale value point, they make sense. They're like the best ROI for a mod that you can get for a game. So by it, far. If you if you throw the topper on top of the game, like it adds legit value to you reselling that game. Yes, if you get a topper, especially a topper that is very hard to find or is about to go out of stock, you are going to instantly add value to your yeah. game. Yes, hundred percent. So, I have been. Oh, did you get a topper, Joel? We didn't uh, even talk about this. Did you get a topper? I is that why it, you wanted to talk yeah, about yeah, toppers? Yeah, I, bought, I, I bought a topper. So did you get the Deadpool topper? God, you're just you want to take everything. You, you want to just it? steal the th- yes. I bought the like, Deadpool topper. Oh my god, I'm so happy I bought for the you. Deadpool topper. Your Deadpool is now worth probably twenty eight thousand dollars. It's now. nowhere near twenty eight thousand dollars. So it's so here's the deal. The reason I've been avoiding toppers is I feel like if I buy one, I have to buy one for all my games and. So and turtles, I like the turtle topper, but I don't want to spend a thousand dollars. I don't want to spend a thousand dollars on a on a topper. I just think that's absurd. Luckily, Deadpool, even though it's not that much cheaper, it is che- it's cheaper enough in my mind to consider it cheaper. It's dumb. It's really dumb. But I own the Deadpool. I own Deadpool Premium. I have it powder coated. Like this is, I have gone all out on this game, and so to me, I've like if I've gone all out this far, maybe I should just buy the topper. And I like the way the topper looks. I also, you bringing in this idea of resale value, worst case scenario, you know, three years down the road when they're no longer making this topper and somebody has to have it and they want to pay $2,000 for it, fine. I'll sell it to them for $2,000. Like there's resale value here or I just leave it on the game and I love it. Um, And then my other deciding factor is it's Deadpool doing a thumbs up and thumbs down. And my daughter's really gotten into thumbs up, thumbs down. Mommy gets all the thumbs up. Daddy's jokes, thumbs down every time, every single time. What so I a feel smart like, young lady. <laughs> I feel like she's going to get a kick out of him doing that. So now, have you put the topper on yet? I don't have. Okay, I don't have it yet. I bought it from Zach. What? So you're Zach, giving me all this shit about me not having my toppers on? I didn't tell you how great on? they look. I didn't say it's. I okay. Zach is That's bringing good. it up when when he swaps out games. So I will have it soon. I can give. Oh, you a you're getting a new game too. Well, Zach's swapping out Rush. Right so. for what? Uh, he gave me a choice. He gave me oh. a choice. He gave me a choice between a Star Wars premium okay. and a Guns N' Roses LE. Mm. And I am leaning mm. heavily towards the Guns N' Roses LE. And my reasoning is, it kind of goes back to the beginning. We're going full circle here. It's something new. <laughs> it's something, it's a JJP game. I want to experience a JJP game. I mean, I had Hobbit for over a year, but it's been a while. I want to experience a JGP game. I want to get used to the flippers. I want to get, you know, experience that light show. Some people feel Guns N' Roses is like the best game ever. 
um, I want to give it a shot. And um, I wanted, I was worried that I was missing out on something Star Wars. You know, some people love Star Wars. I like Dwight. I like the moments he makes. I bet the code on Star Wars is really great. But every single time I've played Star Wars, it has destroyed me so fast. And um, I don't know. It was just one of those, like, I bet I could have a lot of fun on Star Wars, but Guns N' Roses is something new. It's something. It's a new experience, something unique. And so I'm leaning that way. Do you agree? Am I an idiot? Should I yeah, go Star no, Wars? I think okay. you'll have fun with Guns N' Roses personally. Okay. I mean, I, I think a game like that, it's so I prefer Star Wars. I've owned both before. And my preference is Star Wars just because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I just like the shots a little bit better. But that being said, you can't go wrong with the light show on Guns N' Roses. And obviously, if you're going to get any JJP pin, that would be probably the one to get right now because it looks the best on stream, in my opinion, if you're going to stream something just from a lighting perspective. And I think, too, it's one of those games that I think if you're going to play it anywhere, play it at your home. Because it's just such yeah. a unique experience. I played it at homes. I played it on location. And if you're at home, it's definitely, it's a very unique experience when you can actually hear it all and you could just really see it all in front of you. It's just totally, it's it's so weird because it's one of those games that's so polarizing that I've never experienced a game in which there's such a difference in the experience itself based on where I'm playing that game at. That and that's app, where yeah. Guns N' Roses falls into. So yeah, I don't think you can go wrong having that at your house and playing it cool no i'm looking forward to it i mean i i i think um like hobbit hobbit the 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 sound package and the audio package in hobbit was absurd it was so good i love playing that game with headphones on and you don't get that i mean you don't get that type of experience out um you know on location and so i'm very i'm very much excited about it even though to be honest the first handful of time i mean i said this when I talked about going to um, Wizard World on on my birthday, you know, I put a game or two up on Guns N' Roses and had zero idea what to do because everything's flashing. Um, but you know what? Here's an opportunity to, to actually learn it, and I'm I'm really curious to see how my friends and family, how my friends and family are going to react to it, and and they are either going to be mesmerized by the screen and the light show, or they're going to be overwhelmed and have no idea what's going on. Um, what what yeah. I would do, what I would recommend, at least when you start playing it, is I wouldn't even worry about the rules at all. I mean, because you'll have patches that you'll want to learn eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I would say just spend your first few days playing it, just playing the different songs and seeing the different lights. Because, yeah, each each uh, song has its own little unique light show yeah. about it. And, I mean, it is, it's a really awesome experience, to be honest with you. When you do get into a song, I mean... Besides just trying to get your forearms to work properly after playing all those multi balls, but yeah. I mean the the yeah. music itself is is just very unique and honestly it is pretty satisfying too when you have the risk reward of your jackpot of just trying to drive it up as high as yeah. possible. So yeah. I mean there is that too. So you'll have a lot of meat on the bone. Oh, I'm excited. Game, so. I, like I said, I'm just excited. I mean, I, it's a weird thing. We're in a weird kind of lull right now. The fact that there is no stern cornerstone right now. So we, we're, we're going to have a little bit of time. I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm not sensing that American pinball is coming out with anything anytime soon. Same thing with uh, Chicago gaming. I mean, we're just kind of at a standstill on a lot of these other manufacturers I mean, I feel like probably the next game that's going to be announced will be JJP, but I still think we have a little while on that. So I, I look at this as this is a good opportunity for me to, you know, enjoy um, something new and you kind of a new, unique experience. So I'm really looking forward to it. But um, 
yeah, we will see, and I will be happy to report back on whether or not the topper was uh, a good purchase or bad, but I, I'm excited about it. It should be a good time. I think you'll be happy with it. Good. Um, I think that's it. If I can read your list, I mean, it was pretty, pretty crappy. No, we crushed it. Well, number yeah. five, we still got to do that. Number five, what, rule the world. Well done. Well done. So, um, yeah, no, this is this has been weird. We we did not play the intro song, you know, out of respect for Tom. This isn't Triple Drain. We're on, it's, I mean, maybe it is Triple Drain, but we're on ball two. You know, it's just the two of us. It felt a little odd, but we wanted to get some content out there. Obviously, no Tom Talks. Um, you know, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right without Tom here. But um, we we knew we wanted to get the TPF review on there. We wanted to get something out. Um, but I, I, I do think we're going to... Uh, um, record again shortly there's been a lot of tournaments that have been played um recently there's been yeah there's just been a lot going on um in the tournament front that i have no con- nothing that i can contribute to but i know travis and tom will want to talk about that and i think we have a special guest lined up that will also want to talk about that and um maybe there'll be some sort of news in the meantime but um you know uh now that you work for a pinball uh distributor are you gonna be you know, coming at us with you know juicy nuggets and inside you know inside baseball fun facts and whatnot oh yeah or, of course i'm gonna reveal everything yeah they're not gonna yeah. tell you anything they're, <laughs> they're just gonna be like go clean that go do that travis yeah no i'm i'm happy for you man this is uh i love pinball i love this as a hobby but the fact that you've now stepped into it being a career is pretty awesome so i'm um, you know i'm proud of you and i'm i'm excited for uh for what you're gonna do there for sure well, thank you, Joel. Virtual hug. And of course, I'm only like, what, two hours away from you now? It's more than that. Hours, it's more, well, it depends on how fast you drive, but it's... Well, it's, Monica's driving. It's two hours. We've talked about this yeah. before. No, it's definitely closer. I, I still think we're like probably five hours, but nothing like Oklahoma. So, um, but no, it should be good. I know, I think, believe it or not, Evansville, Indiana is kind of a middle point. So we'll have to meet at a, you know, Zach's above ground pool sometime and, and have a good time. But... Deal. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. I would say, uh, anybody, I I don't know. We threw out a lot of opinions this episode. So if you agree with us, disagree with us, email us at triple train at gmail.com. Tell me I'm right or wrong on rush. Tell me I'm right or wrong again on Halloween, whatever. Just don't um, forget your roast of Joel. Do not send that to the email. We don't want him to hear it. (laughs) Just message me or Tom directly on Facebook, preferably. And then we'll read out the best ones. I can't yeah, wait. I'm looking forward to laughing at myself. Can't wait. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Plug away, man. I literally have nothing to plug, but this. You don't. You, yeah. <laughs> you can find me on the Triple Drain Pinball Podcast on Ooh, TPN. So thank good, you guys so much for listening. Heard good things about that podcast. Yeah, and, it's uh, okay. <laughs> and yeah, feel free from a streaming standpoint, feel free to check me out on the Pinball Network. I stream on the Pinball Network every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And then every other Thursday, I stream on the Flipping Out channel uh, from 10 to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And then I do just another pinball podcast. I, I did talk to a potential designer at, not a potential, I did talk to a designer at TPF about doing another deep dive episode on one of his games. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can try to line that up at some point in time. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, last one I did was with Keith, so it'd be awesome to do another one of those. Um, but otherwise, yeah, just, you know, hang in. Thank you for, I know it's been quite a while since our last recording. Hopefully this was enjoyable. Feel free to email us and tell us how much you miss Tom. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm assuming people probably turned off a few minutes in once they realized Tom wasn't going to be here. So 
It happens. Yeah. Who's I? Tom says the last words. Uh, I don't. I, I was going to do the soundboard. We Ooh, told, I we can do that. Pro- we promised him we no, wouldn't no, no, do a soundboard. We're not going to do a soundboard. This is him. Like Tom does it. So uh, here we go. This is uh, Tom. You have the last. Uh, you have the last words. Uh, I'm going to bed. Good night.